0: You are listening to Zero E-Michigan with Carl Bloss and Larry Hudson. On this show, we try to explore and simplify what's happening with electric vehicles, energy generation, and zero emissions topics with a focus on our home state of Michigan. Together with our guests, we demystify topics related to driving electric in Michigan and how you can select, charge, maintain, and get the maximum value out of your EV. This podcast is sponsored by Consumers Energy and the Power My Drive program. Start your EV journey at ConsumersEnergy.com slash EV. Welcome back to the Zero E Michigan podcast. I'm Carl Bloss and my co-host is...
1: Larry Hudson.
0: So last week I did a, a solo podcast, kind of my view 2024 look ahead. Larry was unavailable at the time. So I wanted to pick his brain a little bit, uh, What's uh, what he thinks is coming down the road. And we we talked about a couple of topics ahead of time here. So we want to explore these. There are two here. One has to do with Chevy Volts because Larry is an absolute master at Chevy Volts. And then we want to talk a little bit about the Cybertruck, which is actually not one of my favorite topics. But Larry had some great insights in there. And then we'll share some other news at the end. But the first thing about the Chevy Volts Uh, so a little lead in here, uh, what's happening in, in my world is, uh, my son tends to drive our Kia Nero EV and my wife tends to drive our Tesla, which is right behind me here, the blue one when it's not on road trips for both of us. And And sometimes I'm, I find myself without a car. And so I've kind of been looking for something cheap, you know, or something used or, I don't know something quirky. Uh, you know there's there' have been a couple of these low speed vehicles that are out there for like ten thousand bucks, but they're like the Nimbus, uh, I think, um, but they're not ready to go. So then I started looking around at Chevy Volts, and I found one in Hudsonville, which is not too far from me, where the the guy advertised it on Facebook marketplace and and said, well, there's something wrong with it, but we're not quite sure, but we don't want to deal with it. so he's he advertised it for sale. Super cheap. And I sent a link to Larry and he's like, oh, yeah, that looks pretty good. Uh, let me let me try and find out more. So, uh, Larry, do you want to talk a little bit about your experience and taking a look at that?
1: Yeah, so um as Carl was talking to me, I, I think the Volt is a good option, but this happened to be a 2011. So the 2011 was the first year they came out. And they had some issues, growing pains, and which leads us into the Tesla truck. uh But uh so I would have advised Carl after I went and looked at it that being the 2011, you don't get the hold mode. They added that in in 2013, which is really helpful. And then uh some of the just some of the fit and finish is kind of weird. uh So, anyways, and then it had over 200,000, 211,000 miles on it. And I would have been, I, Carl's limited parking. He doesn't need any projects. And so I would have said no. But for me, I have 10 parking places at my uh, a business I own. So I can afford to have it there. And then I felt bad for the gal. And, and, and it kind of helped me to get to a new perspective on this EV adoption. That people aren't, some people just aren't into cars or into the tech. And this, this the Volt will give you uh, uh, reduced propulsion. You know, it sounds scary. that for me and Carl, we kind of laugh about it, or whatever. But other people get, you know, normally you just get a engine light, you know. But it but it can be engine. serious,
0: right? It can be serious. That like the reduced propulsion can can mean that you need a new traction battery, which for right, anybody, right, right. like if you have to go to if you have to go to Chevy, you're probably they're probably going to quote you like ten thousand bucks or something, right? Yeah. Whereas, so the dad but,
1: and daughter are freaking out. She just needed a car to get to college, just like Carl's son, and to work. And all of a sudden they're like, wow, you know, and dad got a new Audi and guess what? She got to drive <laughs> because nice. they were both worried about it. So they, they really wanted to go just get something they could trust. The wife, I think had a Subi. And so that was, they, they found a deal and 2,500 would get them into this car. And then everything's back to normal. And I got it. I, I all of a sudden I thought, you know, it, you, when, when you're new to college, new job, you don't need to be stressing out. You know this tech stuff's fun for Carl and I, and I think us EV early EV adopters. But the rest of people, they're not in the cars, and it's stress that creates a lot of stress. So I felt bad, anyways. Glad to help them out, get it off their hands. I wouldn't have put like I said, 2011 just had some weirdness. 2012 is a little bit better. 13 is definitely the one with the whole mode, and and some other. Right now, I can't think of it. But so that's okay. But now,
0: now you got it. Now you got a project, right? So yeah, but but between you and our friend Mike Walenga, who's also, you know, an expert in this, you're you're probably going to be doing some diagnostics. He's actually here. a lot better. So, yeah,
1: thanks for the. Yeah, but so so I mean, uh, uh, thanks we, for we the compliment about... saying I'm a whiz.
0: Oh, you're a whiz. I, the, the wizard but, but is you Mike. Know, you have enough experience <laughs> to know like what I got to call Mike and, always... and what or not. Yeah, and then like you you <laughs> talked about well yeah yeah I you, can you, throw you, the dry bearing a... in. And, and you want to get a a laptop because you can get some software that can do some diagnostics, you know, and there's some OBD tools.
1: I, I did order the parts for that. Oh yeah. 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 And you,
0: you have, you have some tools that can, yeah. that can, that can reset and clear some of the codes. Um, so, so I think you have some tools. Well, that will and, actually and
1: go in and do... go ahead. This will what the dealer does. It will go in and then for $40 with this tool, and uh, you have to use a donor laptop, though, because the software you're putting on, they're saying isn't safe because it's like GM won't sell you the software. So it's shared from somewhere else, who knows what. But anyways, you go on, and then you can go for $40, register that bin, and now you can upload all the latest patches that GM had to make to keep the car running You know, for the last 10 years. mm
0: mm-hmm. Okay, and Just I. Like have, to deal by the that, way, it's I have cool. a donor. I have a donor laptop for you. Um, it, yeah, yeah. As, I call as, you the person. As long as Windows Seven is is good enough, but if not, we'll we'll figure it out. Um, well,
1: ironically, it has to be the older Windows. If it's Windows Ten, guys are having trouble. You have to be quite techy okay. to figure out it to, to work, which is what Mike ran into. He got the Windows Ten computer, and now he's having trouble. Anyways, it's kind of funny. Yeah.
0: But so. but coming back to the whole, um, you know, early adopters, you know, and I think this is what some people are now struggling with that that maybe want to get into an EV, but they're not quite ready to drop $30,000, $40,000 on a new Tesla or even a brand new plug-in hybrid. So they're looking at these cars and it's scary, right? I mean, I mean, when I was first looking at combustion cars as a college student, it was scary to me. Like, what the hell is a compression tester? And you know, all these things. So now, you know, those things are well known. It's pretty well known what you want to look for in a combustion car, but on EV, it's all about the battery, but it's also like the software. If all of a sudden there's some sensor that's bad, um, you know, then all of a sudden it's like, well, you got to drop the pack. It's like the old joke, right? Uh, Volkswagen bus, you know, anything's wrong. Got to drop the engine. Right. And as soon as pretty soon it gets, gets pretty expensive. So, we're a little bit in uncharted territory, you know, we're, we're kind of, it's kind of fun for us, but for somebody just needs to get to college or just needs to get to work, this may not be the way to go yet. And maybe the thing to do for them is to look for something that still has a warranty or maybe, you know, something that's not quite as high end, maybe one of the new Toyota Priuses. Uh, I'm not a huge Toyota fan anymore because of their stance on EVs, But everything that I'm hearing about the new Prius Prime, uh, you know, it looks good, the performance, good. the plug-in. Yeah, the the Prime is the plug-in hybrid, so you can drive electric, and I think they have like 50 miles of electric range, so it's pretty significant. The early ones were kind of pathetic um, in terms of the electric range, and I think overall it's still getting like 50 mpg, even uh, when you're running it as a hybrid. And again, you're not worried about charging. You know, we really should be preaching, let's go EV, let's go EV. But at the same (laughs) time, you know, I was telling Larry, I remember early on some of the Nissan salespeople would try to sell people Leafs and tell them, oh, yeah, it's got 100 miles of range, right? And then they have 50 miles to get to work and 50 miles to get home. And they would hop up on the highway in the winter and all of a sudden the car told them it had 60 miles of range overall, not 100 they're freaking out. It's like, well, this, this isn't what you sold me. And they have a bad taste in their mouth and they just like, just get rid of this thing. And that, that's one thing we don't want to happen. We want people to have a a good experience. And I guess the question then maybe, you know, to our viewers, if you have any ideas, like what should we tell people that aren't ready to drop, you know, $30,000, $40,000 on a, on a brand new vehicle? um, You know, where, where should they go? What, what should they be looking for if they want to kind of dip their toe into the electrics? Right. And you
1: mentioned viewers real quick. So we'll, we'll use that. We're real close to having enough subscribers to pushing our channel to the next level. So, so yeah, if you so, haven't subscribed, subscribe because yeah, that really does help. You don't get any advertising. I think sometimes, right, you think, is it also I'm gonna get all this junk mail? That doesn't happen. No, you, you just shouldn't
0: yeah. But yeah, yeah su- you just subscribers would, maybe Yeah, subscribers definitely help us um get kind of get when to the you when level. you open
1: YouTube. We might just jump up, you know. We might be, you know, jump up on your recommend videos to watch. I think is pretty yeah. much what it does.
0: So now, but anyway, we don't we don't want to dwell cool. on that. I mean, what we want to do is put quality content that people want to watch. So, but anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? And then
1: take this full circle. So now the Cyber Truck, uh, which I like again because I drive a semi, and that's why I got. The and you semi. have a
0: reservation. Right. So we I, talked I about love, this earlier. Yeah. We had a video and, where you're like, hey, Larry can't do his configuration <laughs> yet. So so tell us.
1: I can afford it. But I do have a couple people that uh, are trying to help me figure out a way like we'll put it on Turo. And so we found out that uh, Out of Spec was able to rent one for a thousand dollars a day. And so that's what this gentleman up in uh, um, Eric. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but he has Turo. He's part of the Tesla club. And, uh, he's like, yeah, we can do this. And so, right. thousand bucks a day, 80 days. Um, I'm thinking you might wind up getting somewhere between six and 700 because, uh, Turo takes a chunk. Sure. So, but anyways, let's just do You know, a hundred days of rental and they had the first month booked already. So that's kind of exciting. I mean, that's still a big gamble though. Right. Kind of nerving. And then the thought of somebody, you know, Every day that just, anyways. (laughs)
0: They're going to beat it up, right? Rentals never fare well.
1: But you were talking about people like get these vehicles and then they think they're going to throw their camper on it. Like, so this is that same thing with the, with the LEAF experiment, you know, during the summer, yeah, they're getting a hundred miles, but in the winter, cold weather, heater running, all of a sudden they're getting half. And Have you seen
0: some of these videos on the Cybertruck that are going viral in the anti-EV community where they're getting stuck in the snow? Right. And it's probably that the thing doesn't have snow tires and like, oh, look at this thing. Right. maybe Elon will right. Right. Pull it you out, right. It doesn't.
1: Goodyear, Goodyear made tires that are knobby, but they're only like half the depth so that it still has better, resist, you know, rolling resistance for EV. Mm-hmm. So they're not the big knobby tires that you need in the snow. But, anyways, yeah, there's just all these learning curves. And there's, you know, this is a whole new product line. So there's going to be
0: hiccups. And um, so, what you were saying is that they seem to be giving preference for filling those orders for people that are in the Austin area, right? Because if you have yeah, a problem, well, then you want to be yeah. able to take it back to the factory. And and I I've think maybe
1: five hundred mile range. Maybe people in California, but Jack and Jesse from Now You Know Channel were like, "What the heck? How come we're not getting ours? We were the, we we're way up on the list." So I think there's right again, right? New product line. And, and so they're trying to keep it close to their, their, I think that might be another, right.
0: And well, and How I think other companies that, that have new products have done the same thing. So I know Arcimoto, um, you know, they're built up in Oregon. Oh. So they were giving people, um, you know, preference that were in the Washington, Oregon area. And then they kept expanding out. Now, now Archimodo is not doing as well. So there's, there's kind of, yeah, who knows what's going to happen with that company.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then speaking of that, weird new cars, what you got, you got an award, congratulations, and you're going to go receive it where?
0: Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So I I, I hinted at this uh, in the last podcast, but I couldn't talk about it yet because it wasn't public. But um, the Electric Vehicle Association, uh, they give out awards every year and there's a whole list of them. I'm not the only one, but uh, they named me as the uh, EV Advocate of the Year and I got a chance to, to go to the annual meeting, which is on January 27th. Now, they don't pay for me or anything like that. I, But when I heard where it is, Carlsbad, California, at the Aptera headquarters, I'm like, whoa, I'm going. And so, yeah, I, I got a plane ticket and got the hotel rev- reservation. I'm renting a Tesla from Hertz. And there's a whole bunch of events that weekend, but I'm really hoping to get to meet uh, Steve and Chris, the CEOs, and get to see some prototypes, maybe get a ride in one. Uh, They were also kind of teasing the EVA uh, meeting uh, that there could be some other vehicles that they're going to have people possibly ride in. And I I heard ID Buzz, which is another one of my aspirational vehicles, the Volkswagen ID Buzz, the micro bus. So if I could get a ride in one of those and get a little closer look, maybe take some videos that now
1: that's secure. one that I can get fired up about. I mean, the Ampera, I like it. I'm, I think I'm going to watch and, uh, you know, I'll have to drive it and see it. And even then the small car thing, I drive around a semi <laughs> and my thought is it doesn't matter how smart they make that car. You, you pull it in front of a semi, it's curtains, you know? Yeah, but I'm just saying that when these new companies start, there's like Elon talks about, it, it's not that easy to get into production. And that's where Arcimoto fell down. And so it's like they really need however we can help them because it's really a hard transition to have yep. the prototype and then to go into production. Yep.
0: The the Valley of Death. Of yeah, they call it the Valley of even Death. Even Rivian.
1: They're, they're still saying yep. they're not sure. If it wasn't Lucid. for Rivian vans going to Amazon, they don't think Rivian could make it.
0: And look at Lucid. I mean, they're struggling right now, right? It's really yeah. Tough but like to... Lucid's got deep pockets,
1: right? It's got the oil, right? The
0: the Saudis are involved, the... I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, they got Saudi money, so that's just stupid money. So they're going to be able to. And I'm hearing they're going to come out with like a Model Three competitor or smaller. And then that if that does happen, so they did what Tesla. You know, the the Model S. And again, I think that's where the Cybertruck, the Hummer, these bigger vehicles to kind of prime the market. That's what I got for the New Year's.
0: Okay. So a couple other things here for content that's coming up. Um, For those of you that watched my uh, uh, 12-volt battery video, um, there's going to be a follow-up there. So again, thanks to Mike Walenga. He uh, turned me on to some 12-volt monitoring tools. And there's one that I've been testing that's really cool. It's a Bluetooth tool. You can see live what your your battery voltage is. You can see what your DC to DC converter is doing. Uh, so that one's kind of cool. I've been running that for about three week, three days now. So I'll have some content on that. Um, also, there's a battery tester that he recommended. Now that one I haven't even pulled out of the package, but it's kind of timely this time of year because your 12 volt battery is, is pretty important.
1: So that volt problem that's happening, there is a slight chance. That the twelve volt battery just being slightly weak, the car still runs, but the computer isn't able to send voltage to every one of its sensors properly. Right? Then it's getting a false reading, and so more and more, even the new new bolt that right didn't come out to twenty seventeen, are starting to have those problems. And so you're getting these warnings like, "Oh my gosh, my battery pack's going bad," but it turns out it's just a twelve volt battery. Yeah.
0: So one hundred fifty
1: two hundred bucks.
0: Yeah, there's there's even a meme about that, right? So where where somebody's like uh th- it's the guy in the park saying your 12 volt battery's bad, prove me wrong, right? Change my mind. Um, so it's one of those things that it's one of the first things you should check, 12 volt batteries. So it's a simple thing and we'll we'll show you how to And do it's it.
1: funny. Mike told told me about that sensor, but I never really understood it until I heard you explain it to me. So I've known about the sensor for a year. Mike's told me about it, but my brain didn't comprehend it till I hear you talking about it so I got to order myself one too now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it it's pretty cool. 30 bucks. Hook it up to your 12 volt battery and everything else is just run through an app. So, yeah. So we'll have we'll have some content to show you how to do that. And there'll be a link for that tool in our Yeah, we'll have a our... Link. we'll have a link for for how you can buy the thing. It's just an Amazon purchase. I think that's it for oh, today. Oh. So, um yeah, thanks for tuning in and um we'll catch you next week.
1: Yeah, and congratulations again on your award. I think you definitely earned that. Thank you. I that is really it. cool.
0: Yeah, and hoping, right. hoping to get some more content while we're out there. So, all right, take care, guys. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Thanks for tuning in.